Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. Say it together. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Say it one more time. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Father, I love you. Thank you for your word that's here to transform us, that's here to change us. We'll give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Now, I want to ask, take a poll real quick. How many of you have ever gotten up in the middle of the night, maybe to go to the restroom, maybe to get a, uh, some food or some water? How many of you ever got up in the middle of the night and uh, instead of turning on the light, you walked in the dark and you stubbed your toe? All right. Recently, not long ago, I was in a hotel room. I got up in the middle of the night, and I stubbed my toe so hard, I cut it. And, uh, man, it was pretty painful. But in life, what I want you to understand is that the Word of God, David is saying, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. And the third key I want to talk to you about today is what I believe one of the most powerful keys to being an overcomer when it comes to living this Christian life. See, I've found that the Word of God will always give you the direction that you need whenever you're in a place of maybe confusion, a place of questioning, what does God have for my life? How am I supposed to overcome? How am I supposed to stop doing this and start doing that? David said, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. Say it again. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. And as a little illustration, you'll see this little light up here. A lot of us, when we accept Christ, we've given our heart to Jesus. The light of God is shining at probably its brightest because we're excited. We're pumped up. We've been fresh. We are renewed. We've been forgiven. We feel like a brand new person. How many remembers what you felt like when you first got saved and gave your heart to the Lord? Man, you was reading the Bible every day. You, was, you had a Bible plan. You were strategically wanting to grow in the things of God. But before you know it, because of getting caught up in everything else and, and, and going through, through this and going through that and the lack of prayer, lack of study, sometimes our light can start being dim. It doesn't always start off with just being completely out. It just starts off with being a little dimmer. When we don't read God's word, when we don't put ourselves in a position where we're dependent on his word, we put ourselves in a place where we are weak when circumstances come knocking on, on our door. Transitions and shiftings and changes. How many understands every day is a new day, right? Life will always hit you differently. One time you may be on the mountain, the next time you may be climbing the mountain. The next time you may be in the valley. But you've got to know what, whom you have believed. You've got to know who you're going to run to, what you're going to look to. And David was declaring, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It gives me direction. How many understand, you could have kept yourself from uh, not being necessarily clumsy while walking in the dark in your room. You could have kept yourself from pain had you just done one thing. Turn on the light. Right? Because you'd have never, you'd never, that, that, that hurt would have never happened. And what I'm here to encourage you today is it, you could keep yourself out of a lot of trouble, out of a lot of struggle, out of a lot of failure if you would turn on the light. 
And the word teaches that his word is a a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. There are three things that I want you to get. I want you to leave here with realizing what the word reveals in us. Write this down real quick. The word, you're going to find it in your book, chapter 2. And you'll see that the word reveals three things. First of all, the word reveals who God is. The word reveals who God is. Is John chapter 1, verse 1 and 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. Let me, ask, let me, let me, let me just emphasize this. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's talking about a being. He's talking about our elder brother. Everybody say, Jesus. Say, Jesus is the Word. See, if you don't understand that, then you won't recognize the importance of reading this Word. That that Word is a lamp unto my feet. Jesus, you're a light unto my pathway. If Jesus doesn't stay the center of your life, if you don't stay in this book, you're going to be in some dark places and you're going to get hurt. You're going to make some wrong decisions. Why? Because you're walking in the dark. It's not because always that we want to do wrong. It's that we've made a wrong, uh, we've made a bad choice in depending on the wrong thing. Stop depending on your ability and start depending on His ability through the Word. The Word is a road map that will lead you to peace that surpasseth all understanding. Somebody say Amen. Okay. What else is the Word? So the Word will. Reveal who God is. I like Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens. He created the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. The earth was without form, was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Look at me. That kind of explains and describes how we were, how our lives were, before we encountered the Father. Amen? Without form... Void and darkness filled our life. But watch what happens. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. Okay? Because God never intended for us to walk in darkness. So who is God? He is light. Jesus is the light. He's the Lamb. He's the tribe of Judah. Second of all, the Word reveals who we are. Not only reveals who God is, but the Word will reveal who you are. Somebody said, well, I don't even know who I am. It might be because you haven't got tapped in to this Word. you got to understand you have an identity, not in religion. You can't have identity in going through motions. You can't have identity in saying one thing and doing another. You find identity in this book. You're more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Okay? Am I somebody? No. But because of he that lives within me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's because Jesus in me that gives me the hope of glory. But Pastor Darren, you don't know where I've been. I don't, but he does. And in spite of where you've been, his word, Jesus made the difference. He died so you could live and have life more abundant. Come on, somebody say amen in this church. All right. So... If we're not careful, 
So the word reveals who God is. The word reveals who we are. Watch this. But the word also reveals our purpose. Somebody says, well, I, don't, I don't know what I've been called to do. Listen, you've been called to be a light in a darkened world. You've been called to make a difference for the kingdom. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 says, You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hid. But if we're not careful when we stop reading the word, when we start hanging out with the wrong people and going to the wrong places, our light not only becomes dim, eventually it becomes hidden. Scripture teaches us real clearly that that's not a wise person. Now, what does it take to have the word, watch, work for us? Write that down. What does it take to have the word work for us? We know what the word reveals. The word reveals God, who God is. The word reveals who we are. And the word reveals our purpose. Somebody say, I got purpose. What does it take to have the word work for us? I'm going to break it down for you real quick. You ready? Four things. Number one, we must read the word. If you want the light to shine, you can't cover it up. You got to pull it out and you got to read the word. Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Watch what happens when you read the word. Paul was talking to Timothy. He said, Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto man. Talk to me. Study to show yourself approved unto a church, a pastor, uh-uh, a boss, your wife, your husband. Come on. You ain't doing this for people. He said, study to show yourself approved to God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed of the gospel, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, you got to study this word so that you know what the truth is. Somebody say, I'm a workman. You're not, just, you're not just a nobody. You're a workman. When you've accepted Christ and you've decided to follow him, you've chosen that Jesus is the lamb. He, he is the savior of the world. Now you make up your mind, I'm going to do everything it takes for me to walk, watch this, effectively for the kingdom. There are a lot of people who are saved. I believe they're born again. But they're immature because they haven't got this word in the heart. Okay? It's one thing to be a Christian. It's another thing to be a, a, a Christian who knows who they are in Christ because of this book. So you got to stay in this book. He said, but I don't understand it. Watch. I don't understand how a black cow eats green grass and produces white milk, but I still drink it. So do you. Come on, somebody. It's not always going to make sense. That's why you got to have some faith. That's why you got to just trust and believe. I, I, I don't know how that chair is going to hold you up when you sit down in it, but you sat down in it, didn't you? You didn't question if that chair had the ability to hold you up. Why? Because it's a chair, and it's supposed to do 
what it's supposed to do. I got news for you. The word will do what it's supposed to do when it's supposed to do it. The Bible says heaven and earth's going to pass away, but my word is forever settled in heaven. That means it ain't going nowhere. It's the bestseller, still the bestseller. It's in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Circumstances don't change this word. It activates this word. If you can trust the word, he will take you places you didn't know you could go. So you want to be an overcomer? You want the word to work for you? You got to read it. Somebody say, read it. You got to read it. Now, somebody say, I don't understand it all the time. Well, it's important that I know personally I like to read the word out loud. Okay? I'm not the smartest person in the room. Come on. Probably not the sharpest knife in the kitchen. But I've learned in my life, if I'll read it out loud, David, I, I get it better. Huh? Some of you guys don't act, don't act uh, innocent. Sometimes we need to be told more than once. And, and it makes sense because the Bible teaches us, uh, and I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but how about this? The Word teaches that it's a light. And light exposes all darkness in your life, right? So when we're reading this, it's exposing darkness in our life. It's supposed to convict you. It's supposed to convict you. It's not supposed to make you feel shameful. It's supposed to convict you. This is what I'll encourage you to do if you're not a big reader. Stay in the New Testament for now. Okay, let's stay on the milk of God's Word. The simplicity of God's Word. Let's understand the death, burial, and resurrection of who Jesus is first. If you're a new Christian, you're just now trying to get this thing figured out. Hey, let's walk you through some discipleship. Let's understand why we worship, why we pray, the power of this word. That's what we're doing right now. You say it's basic. It's basic, but it's needed. It's the foundation of what you're building on. And you got to understand this word isn't just a book to be thrown on a shelf. No, it's alive. It's, 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 it's breathing. And it's here to transform and change your life. So, it's kind of like driving a car. The other day, Miss Jamie was driving her car, and uh, apparently she hit something. You ladies don't know nothing about that. Knocked the wheel off of, off, knocked the tire off her wheel. And I just happened to be driving in the parking lot. She said, my tire is flat. I'm like, well, it didn't get flat on its own. What'd you do? <laughs> what happened? She hit something. And I had to take it. I said, well, I'll just grab it. You go teach. I'll take it down here and we'll get it, I'll get it fixed. It's not popped. So I took it to the tire place. And I got a message when I went down there. Because I, I just thought, well, they'll just put it on, put some air on, and I'll just throw it back in the truck. He said, no, no, I'm not done yet. I got to balance it. And the Lord's quickening me in my spirit when I was preparing this message because that's how life is. We can get out of balance when, when we don't stay in this word. We hit circumstances, we hit trouble, we hit problems. It knocks us out of kilter. It, it takes us away from church one Sunday. It makes, you know, we, we get, somebody gets sick in the family. Their kids are acting up, crawling, jumping off the walls, bouncing here and there. And, and, and things are going crazy, people pulling their hair out. And now because of the circumstance, we've stopped reading, we've stopped praying. And we think, well, it's just one time, it's just twice. But suddenly, life starts getting out of balance and our spiritual walk stops getting out of balance before you know it we'll get a little shaky before you know it now we've started cussing people out instead of praying for them <laughs> we bless you in the name 
And we start giving them fingers, and they ain't always the best fingers. And we just, we start acting up. Why? Because we're reacting out of flesh instead of being led by the light. Okay? The light's been covered up. It's been put on the shelf. And we're out of balance. It's kind of how sin is. When we get out of balance, things get shaky, and, we, and, and sin causes more damage in our life. Well, look, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you read this book, if you study the show yourself, approve a workman and need not be ashamed of the gospel, rightly dividing the word of truth. Understanding truth will set you free. Not understanding religion. Understanding, say it, truth. Truth will always set you free. Long story short, we got Jamie's tire fixed. She's balanced. Everybody say thank you, Lord, for making Jamie balanced. <laughs> Things can be balanced if you read this word. Number two. Now watch this before I go to number two. There's a scripture in Luke chapter 11, verse 33. It talks about a man who lights a lamp. No one who has lit a lamp puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. For the lamp of the body, watch this, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. Watch this. In other words, if you're looking at the wrong stuff, you're going to be dark from inside out. That's why you got to put your eyes on the Word. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. You can't cover it up. You got to continue to stay in that Word. Even if you got to do it at the midnight hour, pick the Word up. Read John 3.16 and just remind it. Be reminded that God loved me so much he sent his son. Maybe that's the simplicity that you need. Be reminded he was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of his, your peace was upon him and that by his stripes you are already healed, no matter what doctor's report you got. Okay? So we got to hang on to the word. What does it take to have the word work for us? We must read the word. Secondly, we must hear the word. Somebody say hear the word. If we're going to hear the word, there's some things that happen. It's important to read the word out loud. I told you that. Let your ears, your mind, and your heart hear the truth of God's word. Have you ever read the Bible and you couldn't understand it? All right. Again, read it out loud. Ask yourself, God, what are you trying to speak to me? Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you what it is that you have need of. Realize that he's a being, he's there with you, and he wants to give you the direction that you need at that present moment in time. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the, oh, come on, help me, by the word of God. How is your faith going to grow if you don't hear the word? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's another reason why I read mine out loud because I want my faith to grow. I want to understand who I am in Christ. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they do follow me. If you're one of his sheep, <laughs> come on, you ought to know his voice. Watch, if you've been in the book, if you've been hearing the word, if you've been living the truth. Matthew eleven fifteen 15 says, He that hath ears, let him hear. 
Those ears are more than just for your wife to yell at you. Those ears is a spiritual ear that God has given you when you accept Christ that says, you know what? My spirit is willing. My flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing to say no and yes to him. Thirdly, we must believe this word. How do we get the word to work and activate it in our life? You must believe the word. Okay? You must you not only have to read it, you not only have to hear it, but you you've got to believe it. Everybody say faith. Understand God will love you no more or no less. I want to make this clear. He'll love you no more, he'll love you no less if you read this book. He still loves you. If you choose not to read it, that's fine. He's still going to love you. The only person that's going to hurt is you. Because your faith can never grow until you get in this book. Now let me give you some examples. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 20, verse 2, he says, For indeed the gospel was preached unto us, he's talking to the church, as well as unto them. He's talking to the religious folk, Pharisees, Sadducees back in the day. But the word which they heard, watch this, profited them nothing. Let's ask ourselves why. It profited them nothing. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith. They didn't believe it. In other words, you can read. I'm not just telling you read the book. Go home and just read the book. If you don't read the book and then choose to believe what you're reading, it doesn't profit you anything. You got to believe that you're more than a conqueror. You got to believe that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. You got to believe that you are the head and not the tail, first and not last, above only and never believe. You got to believe that if God is for you, no devil in hell can be against you. You've got to believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God and that if He said He'd never leave you, He will never leave you. And you can trust Him. You might not always be able to trust people, or trust a church, or trust an individual, or but you can trust his word. By faith. Watch this. Somebody said, but I, I don't have that much faith. We all got a mustard seed of faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith. So you got to have faith. You got to believe this word. I believe sometimes we're trying to go through the motions and we go, we go through the right uh, steps, but we're not making right decisions because our light's been hidden. It's been put aside. And suddenly now we have no direction for our life. Without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder to those seek him Hebrews 11 and 3 says it like this but faith by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of of things which are visible in other words faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen you can't see faith you can't touch faith you can't feel faith but hope is the substance of your faith and when you put your hope, not in a doctor, but in this book, you put your hope, not in a church building, but in the Word. Who's the Word? Say it. Who's the Word? Jesus. 
In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who's the Word? See, you got to know it. And when you put your faith in the Word, the Word will work. Last but not least, you must obey the Word. You got to hear the Word. You got to read the Word. You got to hear the Word. You got to believe the Word. And you got to obey the Word. How many of you require obedience from your kids? Okay, two of you. All right, talk to me after church. Why? Because you know better than your kids, right? It's your intent that they would learn how to choose right from wrong. So you require obedience. Above anything, God wants obedience from his children. Saul had to learn real quick that obedience was better than sacrifice. Isaiah talked about, God was talking to his children. He says, your new, moon, your new moons and your Sabbaths, he said, I cannot away with them in the King James Version. What he was saying was, don't bring me any more sacrifices. Don't come to church anymore. I ain't interested in you, you guys worshiping anymore because you're doing it out of obligation instead of out of opportunity to know me in a new and a fresh way. See, going through the motions doesn't change anybody. But having a relationship with the Father, if you keep reading in chapter 1 of the book of Isaiah, it was the Father who, who after he, uh, how you say, corrected them because they were disobeying, he, 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 he starts speaking to them again. He said, come now, let us reason together. <laughs> let's sit down, let's talk about this. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, I'll make them White as wool. What was, what was God saying? He said, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to connect with you. But you've got to obey me. If you don't obey me, there's some correction that's going to have to take place. And as much as you love your kids, you teach them to obey because you want to keep them from being harmed. I'm here to tell you, if you will depend on his word and let his light shine in your life, if you'll be obedient through the good and through the bad, even when times are tough, his word will be a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your pathway, and you'll end up in a destination that you could have never been had you not listened to the word. If you'll obey me, I'll work all things out for your good. If you'll trust me, if you'll depend on me, Lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. James chapter 1, verse 22 and verse 23. And this is what it says. But be doers of the word, catch this, and not hearers only. Now this is pretty powerful. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his, his natural face in a mirror. Verse 23 says, for he observes himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, this book, and continues in it and is not forgetful, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed 
in what he does. Listen to me. Don't be that person that looks in the mirror. If you looked in the mirror this morning, and all of you did because you look good. But if you saw a hair out of place or something on your nose, or you probably fixed it, didn't you? Why? Because you didn't want nobody to see you messed up. This is what the Lord told me. He said, if my people will get in this book and see themselves as they are, it's a mirror. And it's not a reflection for you to feel condemned. His word is sent to us. I'm talking to me too. It's sent to us so that we can see the areas of weakness, the areas that we need to allow him to change in us. You say, but Pastor Dad, I can't do it. I know you can't. But his word activated through you can change you to take a broken heart and heal it and make it whole. To take an old sinner full of shame and condemnation and hate for his brother and to make you it'll take out of your heart of stone and put in your heart of flesh and you'll be tender and meek and humble in the presence of an almighty God. I'm telling you, church, we need this book. We won't be able to make it without depending on his word. Can you bow your heads with me? Father, I love you. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the reminder today to us that says, your word's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our pathway. Lord, these are servants. These are men and women of faith. I know that. But I also know we all got weaknesses and we all got struggles. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to do what only you can do. Let us see ourselves as we are. And let your word begin to develop, change, and transform us into who you've called us to be. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you for joining me today. I trust and believe that God's Word has strengthened your faith. Why don't you visit me at DarrenFarmer.com and let's do life together on all social media platforms. And as always, your prayers and your financial giving is always welcome. God bless you.